0: This morning we talked of hell, Satan, salvation, and Jesus as the only way to heaven. We said, repeatedly, if God be true, uh, let God be true and every man a liar. Tonight, we're going to talk of just a few more truths from the Bible. Just a few more, like hell is real, Satan is real you must be born again. There is only one way to heaven and that is through Jesus. We talked about that this morning. Now what sparked all this was the other night when we spoke of Paul going to Corinth, meeting up with Aquila, Aquila and Priscilla and they had been sent out of Rome as all the Jews were because of the disturbances by Claudius. Now Claudius was an emperor of Rome, just before Nero, if you'll remember. Most folks won't because Roman history is becoming a thing of the past. (laughs) Ha! That's a pun. But Thursday night we determined there are historical facts recorded in the Bible that are validated by the secular world. Tacitus, Josephus, Suetonius, all of them talk of Claudius, Gallio the Consul of Corinth, Christ, and Pontius Pilate. This means they're actual real people. Claudius, Gallio Christ, and Pontius, Pontius Pilate are actual real people. In fact, Tacitus records of Jesus Christ, who was killed by Pontius Pilate less than, 100, less than 100 years after the action. Pliny the Elder speaks of Christ as well. Now, Pliny the Elder was born in A.D. 24. Christ died in A.D. 24. 33 or thereabouts. So Pliny the Elder was alive in Jesus' lifetime, and he speaks of Jesus. He was on the scene when Nero was on the throne persecuting the Jews. He was alive when the crucifixion of Christ happened, and he heard of it. He was there when the Jews were sent out of Rome in A.D. 50-51. He died in 54 when Mount Vesuvius uh, erupted. Pliny the Elder. We have so many eyewitnesses, yet we are told no one back then had any idea who Jesus was. No one wrote of him. We have no validation of him from the secular world. And I just named five that do. Five. How is that not validation? They did write of Jesus. But people today, they hear, oh no one ever talked to Jesus, he wasn't real. They never recorded him. Nobody in the real history speaks of him. And they take that as as truth. They accept them. They don't think for themselves. For the prince of the darkness of this world has them believing that lie. He has closed their eyes to the truth. They take what they are told as fact, that We have no evidence of christ when clearly we do and then they cling tightly to that falsehood rather than seeking the truth or god for themselves pliny the younger the nephew of pliny the elder speaks of the christians who met on fixed days that means they met on certain days before sunrise and sang songs to christ now Why would they meet before sunrise? Oh wait, he rose again before the sun came up at first light. Not sunrise, but at first light. They met and they sang songs to Christ, glorifying him on certain days. We have letters, we have letters to Emperor Trajan from Pliny the Younger Still intact. In fact, I read one of the full letters where he speaks of Christ and the Christians. So many eyewitnesses, yet there are so many today who deny the existence of Christ. So many who deny the deity of Christ. Yet Pliny the Younger, who wrote at the end of the first century of the Christians, who believed that Jesus was God. They believed that Jesus was, is, a deity. Thus debunking all those who claim that the early church didn't think of Christ as God. Yes, they did. It says so in God's word. Now we have another source, not affiliated with the church, that says the same thing let God be true and every man a liar. So the first one we're going to look at tonight is the Holy Spirit also known as the Comforter. So we know Jesus we know God the Father and we know of the Spirit of God. Anyone who denies the Spirit or the Trinity for that matter is not researching or studying. We're going to go to Mark 1 9 We're going to look at the baptism of Jesus real quick. And it came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized of John in Jordan. And straightway, coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens open. Notice coming up out of the water so he wasn't sprinkled. Straightway, coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens opened, and the Spirit like a dove descending upon him. And there came a voice from heaven saying, Thou art my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. There were crowds, multitudes out there listening to John, out there getting baptized. We have the witness of those multitudes that hear the voice of the Father, see the Spirit descending on the Son. And in those three verses right there, those three verses, We have all three facets. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, right there. Trinity now defined. Acts 1.8 But ye shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. After the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Now he comes upon them at Pentecost and sits upon them like flames. uh, uh, tongues of flame. So there is absolute evidence for the descending of the Holy Spirit. The Jordan River, now the day of Pentecost. From all the men who hear Peter and the Apostles speaking in their own language. We have thousands of witnesses at each event. So we know it happened. Now, I do want to say, all the men who heard Peter and the apostles speaking, heard them in their own language. Okay? Not gibberish. They weren't rolling around on the ground in a holy fit or whatever. They were speaking, and the Holy Ghost was filtering the words through the language of the people who were standing there so they could hear the gospel. They could hear of Jesus of Nazareth, not gibberish God wants his word his gospel heard and understood he doesn't want gibberish God is not the author of confusion the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you're talking in tongues somebody's going to understand you because it's there for a purpose God doesn't do anything like that without a purpose speaking in tongues for the apostles at Pentecost meant speaking in languages of the people present every man heard the apostles talking in their own language. And then Peter stands up under the power of the Holy Spirit, starts preaching, and 7,000 were saved. How could 7,000 be saved if they all spoke different languages? Only because they heard through the power of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit came upon them and gave them the ability to speak so that all men could hear and understand the gospel Of Jesus Christ. That is the power of the Spirit. Tongues are not gibberish nor an unknown. The gift of tongues was given to further the gospel. It doesn't show your holiness. It doesn't show your righteousness. The gift of tongues is there to further the gospel. Every gift of God is there to further the gospel. So that all men can hear and understand the gospel of Jesus. The Spirit is a helper. The Spirit is a friend. The Spirit is a knowledge giver. The Spirit is a prayer interceder. And the Spirit is a comforter. That's the Spirit of God. He is part of God. And He is here on earth for us. Indwelling us living within us, watching us. You, the true Christian, are the temple of God. The Spirit indwells you, and thus, with the Spirit of God indwelling indwelling us, we are part of Him. That is how you know you're a true child of God. All those that claim the Spirit is not real, That there is no need to live righteously? You, as a true Christian, have the spirit of the very God that died for you indwelling you. Let God be true and every man a liar. For Jesus has said, the spirit will dwell within you. There you go. Alright, so what's next? Next we're going to look at evolution or theistic. Evolution, as some call certain things. These are things, and remember what I said, these are things that God says are true, and man says are false. God says He created. Man says it just happened. Let God be true and every man a liar. I just finished a two-part on in the beginning, God. So this should come as no surprise to anyone that evolution is wrong, both in my opinion and in biblical opinion, okay? God says, in the beginning, he formed the earth. He made man, he made animals, he made trees, he made grass, and he made woman. God says that he set up time as evening and morning, as in a day and night, for a 24-hour format. Man claims a Big Bang Theory, or a theistic evolution, which tries to placate the church. So, man says, Big Bang Theory. And then the church goes, no, no, that's not right. And then they say, well, how about how about we say, well, God did it, but not in a 24-hour period, all right? We'll, we'll compromise with you. How come when the church compromises, they always give something up? Man, the secular world never does. Theistic evolution is... This, that God set things in motion, and that he made the earth in a million billion years, that was a day. Then he made plants and animals in a million billion years, and that was another day. Not a 24-hour period, as God says, but a million billion years. Or, another thing they say about theistic evolution, is that God, what they call, uh, what do they call, uh, intelligent design, That God planned everything, that he made everything, that he put everything in motion. Then he took his hands off and he let it walk its way through what it needed to do. God says he created it all for a specific reason. With a purpose and with a plan. Man says it all just happened. God started it, walked away and went to lunch. I don't know. Genesis 1.27 So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created him, he him. Male and female created he them. The Bible right there disputes a whole lot of the world's theology right now, doesn't it? That one verse disputes a lot going on in this world today. And God blessed them and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. This is the purpose of it all. That God might come, walk, and talk with man. That God might fellowship with man. That's why the earth was made. That's why the waters were divided. That's why the trees were planted. That's why all the land was created. That's why food was created. That's why man and woman was created. That's why the animals were created. So that we would have a place God created. Someone he could talk to. That he could fellowship with. That's the purpose of absolutely everything. That man might walk after God. That man might know god that man might love god that man might fellowship that man might want to fellowship with god that is the purpose of it all all else the animals the trees the mountains the beauty that's gravy and it's a bonus for us here on earth we see this beauty The shots of Colorado, the, the, the mountains of Montana, the bison, the rivers, the oceans, the lakes, the streams, the sunrises, the sunsets. That's all gravy. We're here to fellowship with God. How do I know that's our reason? Because when we, through our sin, lost fellowship with God, He came and died for us so that He can fellowship with us again. That's how I know. It means a lot to him. He didn't just go, ah, okay, these guys, and click his fingers, no. He suffered and died on a cross that we might fellowship with him again. If ever you do not believe what our purpose is, remember this. God made man in his image. Set him up in the garden. When man messed up, when man sinned, God clothed them fed them, and set his plan into place. The question arises, why did did he not immediately restore the fellowship? Why did he not immediately fix? The best thing I can come up with is this. We humans are stupid. We have to learn the hard way. God knew that, so he had to take the long route, not for himself, but so that we would appreciate and understand it. And even though he took the long way, even though he pounded it in through our thick skulls, still, we do not see or understand what he did. God created all there is, all there ever will be. Let God be true and every man, a liar. He created, he clothed, he came, he died, he gave us the scriptures, he gave us the spirit, he has given us Everything, and still we fail to appreciate Him. Look at all the witnesses of Himself, of His plan, of His salvation that He has given to us. His Word, creation, His Spirit, His Son, and might I add, common sense, that we might look at this world and go, this didn't just happen. Somebody created it. Has done it all, even to the point that he gave you and I a choice. He doesn't want robots. He doesn't want you loving him because you have to. He is a good guy, and he has never, ever forced anyone to choose him. Never. Now, as I finish this two part today, I must ask this Do you believe man or do you believe God? Where do you stand? Is God true and every man a liar? In your life, in your thinking, in your walk, and in your talk. God gave you all that you need to know, that you need to see, that you need to hear to know the truth. He gave it to you all. What are you doing with it?